Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Kiseitse. Pashas Kiseitse has the distinction of having the most mitzvos of any parsha in the Torah. It contains no less than 74 mitzvos, 27 positive mitzvos, and 47 restrictions. Interestingly, among the many mitzvos in this week's parsha is that of the mitzvah of marriage. And unfortunately, if and when a uh, marriage is to end, it doesn't end with, quote, so long it's been good to know you, but rather one has to write and give a get. The laws of Jewish burial and just to make one quick statement, we all know people, it's important that we speak to people. People should know that above ground burial is against Jewish law, not in keeping with our, quote, tradition. And the mitzvah of burial in the ground is found in this week's parsha. The prohibition of shatnes, wearing wool and linen, commingled in a garment for men, women, and children is prohibited as found in this week's parsha. The end of the parsha speaks about honest weights and measures, how proud we are that we, quote, had it first, and the parsha ends with the um, mitzvah of Amalek, to remember Amalek, to blot out Amalek. I'd like to focus on, interestingly, a mitzvah which, quote, no longer applies today, but the powerful lessons that we still learn therefrom. Mitzvah 561 to the Chinuch is Lo Yiso Amoni Umoovi Bas Yisrael. That a man from either or Amon or Moav may not marry a Jewish woman, meaning that even after they have converted to Yahadus, they're not permitted to intermarry, meaning to marry one of a Jewish woman. Now the Torah in chapter 23, Pasuk 4 and 5, gives us the reason for this. And what does the Torah tell us? The Torah says, number one, al devar, because ashelokidmu eschem balechem uvamayim, they did not greet you with bread and water on the road when you were leaving Egypt. Now, before I go further, why does this not apply today? You should know the Chino concludes and says that when Sancheirev, king of Ashur, Assyria, came and exiled the kingdom of Israel, meaning the ten tribes. He also mixed up all the nations and commingled them as he was the king over all the world. And then, having mixed up the population of the world, Ammon and Moab as well became mingled with the other nations of the world. And now, if someone comes from um, a non-Jew, we say, call the parish, Meruba parish. Since Ammon and Moab were a minority, 
compared to the rest of the nations, we have a right to assume that this person is not from Ammon and Moab, and he can, once he converts, marry a Jewish woman. But now, let's go back as to why the Torah says you can accept, cannot accept someone from Ammon and Moab. And the Torah gives us two reasons. One, because they did not greet you with bread and water when you were leaving Egypt. Now, who is Ammon and Moab? Ammon and Moab are the sons of Lot, Avram's nephew. And what are we told in the book of Bereshis? That Avram Avinu keeps his word to his nephew, and when his nephew is taken captive, he goes, risks his life, saves his nephew, and literally, when Sodom, at a later point, is um, about to be destroyed, the Torah tells us that God saves Lot in the merit of Avram. So, the children of Lot, Ammon and Moab, owed the Jewish people big time in terms of Hakoras Hatov, showing appreciation. You just left Egypt, we will give you a little bit of support on the way out. Not only did they not do that to us, no chesed whatsoever, but Asher Sochar Alecha, they hired against you Bilam ben Baor, right? He hired Bilam Lekalaleka to curse you. And it's only because, as the verse continues, Hashem refused to listen to Bilam and he overturned and reversed the curse to a blessing because Hashem loves you. And therefore the Torah says that you are not to literally seek their peace or welfare all the days forever until, as I said, after Sancheirev. Now, the question is, why does the Torah have to give us two different reasons? The reason of the there being ingrates and then the second reason of Bilam. Now understand that the second reason in of itself is more than enough to harbor and to keep them out because as the Navi Micha says in chapter 6, Ami, my people, Zacharna, remember what Bilam wanted to do, and Lemandas Sidkos Hashem. You should remember the righteousness of God on your behalf. And the Gemara in Brachos tells us that God, to use human terms, gets angry for a moment literally a split second every day. And then he controls his anger. Bilam had that knowledge and capacity that at the moment that God would get angry, at that precise moment he would curse 
and God forbid, put an end to the Jewish people. So what does the Talmud say? That during that period of time, God removed any and all anger from the world at that time. And amazing, and that's why there are those that say that the punishment that he did suggest on behalf of the Jewish people and had us enticed by Benos Moab because the greater increase of, quote, love into the world. But it's amazing. What did Bilaam wanted to do? He wanted to annihilate us. So isn't that enough? Why does the Torah say that you didn't greet them? They didn't greet us with the bread and water, says the Be'er Yosef very sharply that look at the contrast at the two psukim after this. The Torah says regarding Edom and regarding Mitzrayim, only three generations. After that, you're able to allow them to come into the Jewish people to marry. Now, what is it that regarding Edom, Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, after all, decreed all Jewish babies should be drowned. But since, as Rashi points out, they gave Yaakov Avinu, when he came down to Egypt, they gave him, quote, a place to live. They fed Yaakov's family, the Jewish nation, in its infancy at a time of famine, we don't forget, we are not Kafuitov, we don't forget the good that is done to us. The first thing, and therefore, had Amon Moab given us a little bit of bread and water, that would have changed everything, says the Bear Yosef on their behalf, because it would have shown that they have good within them, and we would have rewarded that good after a certain amount of time. However, not doing that and hiring Bilam, that's why completely ostracized from the Jewish nation. But then he goes one step beyond the Bear Yosef. And he says very powerfully, Rashi says, note the difference between Mitzrayim, that's only three generations, and Amon and Moab. And he says that Mitzrayim only wanted to kill us, but Moab tried to be Machtio. Machtio means to cause us to sin, as indeed they did with the daughters of Moab. The one that kills you is only in this world. The one that causes you to sin is not just this world, but the next world as well. And therefore, the punishment against Amon and Moab is all the greater. Says the Bar Yosef, what a powerful lesson we can learn from here. That if one, unfortunately, is responsible for their actions, meaning that if you help somebody else sin, whether forgive me, you facilitate their having non-kosher or any other active sin. He says the same is true regarding passivity. If you have the opportunity to help somebody and put them on the right path, if you have the opportunity to 
invite somebody to see your Shabbos table, if you have the opportunity to do a chesed for somebody, and as a result of that, he's going to see, wow, this is the way Orthodox Jews behave, and this is the kind of beautiful lifestyle that they have and live, and you abstain from doing that, that in of itself is unfortunately contributing to their unfortunate, misguided lifestyle, but you bear some of that responsibility. And where is that coming from? He says, ouch, take a look from the end of last week's parsha, when we have the whole idea of the Egwa Rufa. We find a body, and we don't know who is responsible for the murder. So what does the Torah say? You measure to the nearest city, and there's that whole ceremony. And what happens? The elders of that city say, and what is that formula? Our, come on, hands did not spill this blood. Oh, come on, asks all the rabbis. Who would ever think for a moment that the rabbis actually killed that person? But what's the answer? The answer is that lo re'inuhu, we didn't allow the person to go without levoya, without being escorted. We didn't allow the person to go without mizonos, without food. Ah, in other words, it's not simply one's actions, but one's inactions as well. We were not guilty of being inactive. We did provide. And this is such a powerful lesson. Rabbi Akiva in the Gemara Nidarim, Mem Amr Aleph says, One who does not go and visit the sick, it's as if, God forbid, he's spilling blood. What does that mean? It means if you have the opportunity to go to somebody and cheer them up and provide for them and show them you care. How can I help you with this? How can I help you with that? I know you're in a difficult situation now. Wow. So such a person, if you don't go, give out. Look what you are doing. And if you do go, look at the wonderful opportunity that you have. The Gemara in Shabbos 54b says, Call me someone who has the opportunity to protest. In other words, the right way. You don't always have to protest with a criticism. You can do it in a loving way. But we don't believe in MY. OB, mind your own business. We do believe that we're responsible one for another. So whoever has the opportunity to protest regarding Anshe Beso, matters of their family, or Anshe Iro, or their community, and he does not, such a person, nispas alehem. Unfortunately, the sins that are taking place are partially yours. You are to get involved. And so, even from the mitzvos which don't apply today, we see, wow, the powerful uh, teachings of Parshas Kiseitse. Let me close with a beautiful Svasemes, who everybody knows that Elul is Anila Dodi, Vidodi Li. I am for my beloved, my beloved is for me. My beloved is for me, 
Behimatzo, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Anil Dodi, I am for him. This is the month that I have to take the first step. I should keep a chesed diary. And every night, it's nobody else's business. And I'm not doing this to show off, but I'm doing this to remind myself, did I do a chesed today? And let me do one tomorrow and make sure I do one the next day. And then we're going to be not only satisfying the letter, but the beautiful spirit of our holy Torah. Shabbat Shalom to all.